Right now, I thought Will, I may have to... Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to another edition of the WCBBN. Uh, today's date is the 7th, and it is Wednesday, 2016. Uh, tonight's podcast is going to be on the bug guys or pest guys, whatever you would like to refer to them as. Uh, my name is Kevin Dan, the host of, of the show, and my co-host name is Will Langman. How you doing, Will? Oh, busy, busy month. Probably most everybody around has seen me in the news. So <laughs> that dang school job. What the heck? But, hey, this is Will Langman, <laughs> owner and operator of Langman's Wildlife and Pest Control in West Central Indiana. And tonight we're going to be going with the bug guys. So we brought on somebody who's basically went from the bottom and all the way to the top. We got uh, Ken Joins from uh, – well, I, I know him as Soaky, so I don't know who else remembers that. But <laughs> how you doing, Soaky? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. It's Southern Kentucky Pest Management, so <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine, man. That's that's a long time ago. I, I, nobody knew my name for like two years. Yeah, I, did. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Go ahead and give us your whole spiel, there, Ken. Uh, name of business and phone numbers and where you're located. Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm the owner operator of Southern Kentucky Pest Management. Uh, we're we're located in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We have an office in Cave City, Kentucky, and we have an office in Columbia, Kentucky. Um, our phone numbers are well. We just have one line rings everybody. It's two seven zero six seven zero six five five seven. Started in this uh, five years ago. Uh, after doing it for actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I started it six years ago. After doing it for twenty years and retiring. Um, and then open this one. I'm, you know, at six years, I'm pretty lucky. I've got, I've got 12 employees and, uh, we're just clicking right along. 30 offices. I just wanted to let you know, Scotty just PM me. He said he'd be on in a little bit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we will watch for him. I uh, know Scotty, he could make a grand entrance. <laughs> uh, not too grand. It is Scotty. Oh, 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 I see Central New Jersey coming on. That's got to be him. Yeah, who else wants to live there? Yeah, Let's I stop killing him I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where Jason's from, too? Hey, listen, who wants to be north of the Ohio River? I mean, you know, but no, I'm kidding. Y'all, y'all like to have winter there. We don't have it so bad. Hey, guys. P buggy here. How are you? I I, I apologize. I forgot. <laughs> oh, We're not okay. surprised. <laughs> We're not surprised, Scotty. Yeah, I I, I t- I'm telling you. Thank God you texted me. I just went out to eat and said, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? How are you guys doing this evening? Good. We got started there. Uh, Ken introduced himself and uh, told us about his business. And uh, if you want to go ahead and do the same. Sure, absolutely. So uh, I am, uh, what am I? Okay, so Pete Buggy is my name. Pest Control and Bed Bugs is my game. I'm out of the Northeast, originally from Brooklyn, New York. I now take residence in New Jersey. <clears throat> we service uh, New York City, uh, parts of Philly. We do uh, Central New Jersey. Again, we do general pest control on our specialty. It's all phases of bed bug eradication, extending from uh, heat 
to freezing to chemical, and we also subcontract out the uh, canine inspections. I've been I've been I've been doing this for about uh, 29 years, and I'm an author of two books. I call it the Bite Back series, and they're available on Amazon. And they're really for the homeowner to see what's going on with bed bugs, what they should do, and what they should not do. That's where I'm at. Good deal. All right. Is anybody else wondering this one thing? Scott, has you ever put cement shoes on some bed bugs? <laughs> I have, and they ran away. <laughs> like pop them. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds like the mafia guy. I'm just picturing his him showing up in a tux or something to kill the bus. I you think know, I seen him chaining a mattress to a to a car engine the other day. I think I seen that video. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Uh, we were supposed to do a a uh, we were supposed to remove furniture the other day from this apartment, and and the money didn't come through, so I held off. And then we ended up doing on Labor Day, Monday, which, which I wasn't for. However, was so busy, there was no way to do it. And, and we went in this apartment, and uh, this couch had to be 9,000 pounds, 9,000 pounds. So, <laughs> had one of those this morning. Yeah, it, it was one of these couches that, and, and according to the, my guy, my service guy who I work with, he goes, well, don't you realize that couch, couches pick up weights through the years, through dead skin, you know, and everything else that picks up. Mike and Clinton picked up that much. But it, honestly, it was like 9,000 pounds. The room was cluttered. There was stuff all over the place. And it was, you know, it, it was really a handful getting out. But we got it out. We took out a mattress and box spring, too. And the box spring was loaded with bed bugs. We, we put it in a plastic encasement just to close it up. And then I dumped it in somebody's dumpster, which I'm not proud about, but I did it anyway. <laughs> 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 and, so whatever uh, it takes. Yeah, so every day it's a little bit interesting, you know what I mean? We never know the type of calls that's coming in, what to expect, and everybody wants to give me a, a five-page, you know, biography on what's going on, and, you know, and that's how, it, that's how it is. That's where we are. Yeah, you know all about their sick uncle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get that daily. What a discount. Okay. Well, no, I don't. Well, yeah, well, you get that. You get that from the engines. The engines love discounts. You know, they they love the discounts. Oh, Kentuckians do too. Which one? I can tell you, Kentuckians. Do they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They, you always got to start them about oh four hundred dollars more where you need to be, so you can get them down to where you want to be. Yes, I don't like to play them games. You know, if people uh, we don't. We don't up, either. But we, you do get the sob story about saving money yeah. a lot. Well, I don't get that. I tell a ma'am, sir, I say, listen, you understand I'm not your psychiatrist. You understand that I am a, a business, profitable business, and I'm here to earn your business, and I'm here to make money. And when they say, well, thanks for calling me back, I'm like, well, thank you for giving me your money. <laughs> <laughs> different parts of the country is different tax. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So so our, uh, so is this a lie? Is it just me and Ken, or do you have a bunch of other people on the call, or what is what what uh, is so it you need from uh, me? What, what is myself? Like? I'm the host. Uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, there's right. Will Langman, which owns uh, Langman uh, Pest Control. Right. You see a wildlife guy? Ken. Yep. <laughs> yes, yep. he does both wildlife yeah, and pest. Yeah. And uh, he, I just do these myself. He the stole my basically, Yeah, the program basically is to uh, tell, like, to kind of help beginners or whatever get into 
uh, the pest business. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's just to do bees. Like, uh, it doesn't matter if it's just if you want to do bed bugs or if you want to do the whole full blown shamir. You know. So basically, what we what we kind of want to know is uh, types of equipment. Um, you know, you started out on bed bugs. Told you to do the heat treatment. Uh, is there a little more to that than just you know, like you got to tear things apart? You got to what, what do you guys do? You talked about throwing uh, furniture away or hauling furniture uh, out. So, so doing bed bug eradication work is not really for a newbie. It's more or less for somebody. Absolutely, who's probably, you're correct. Right. It, it's for somebody who's advanced because, I mean, you can go in there and you can be a baseboard sprayer as a newbie, right? And go in there and you see that a lot, and we talk about that on Facebook, and not being able to solve a problem, but. When you get into heat, you know, when you get into eradication equipment, you're talking the minimum of fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars as an investment. And what you do, you don't want to be able to purchase that equipment and just have it sitting there all the time. You want to be able to have a backup, and that's where wildlife or general pest control. Now lately, through one of the Facebook rooms, you know, guys who've been saying that they're looking to start their own company, I've been saying run. <laughs> and, and and they think I'm playing, but I'm not playing because, you know, as much as it's been fruitful, it's been a very hard and rugged road with employees. And so if if you are a small guy and you're looking to start out and you want to build up your own route, you know, realize there's going to be certain limitations you're going to have. And you know, you're, you're going to have freedom and independence. Then again, you're not going to have freedom and independence because you're married. To let it. me ex- let me explain. You know, you're gonna you're gonna be able to maybe make your own schedule, but you're going to be at the schedule of the mercy of everybody else, and you no longer have a paycheck coming in. You're going to have to create that paycheck on a regular basis, and and it's going to be a learning curve, which is okay. I mean, people go out there and do it. And and then, you know, you're going to need your basic equipment, whatever that means, where you go to a Univar Residex and you pick up your basic BNG sprayer and your chemicals, and then you go on to Facebook rooms, different rooms, and, you know, you get support from other guys in the industry and you find out what's working or what's not working. And then you you got to do a lot of trial and error yourself and, and kind of explore to see what's going on out there, right? And then you got to start selling the product and service. And you got to realize that you know you want to you want to eat. You don't want to undersell, but you also want to eat. And so, realize that however you position yourself in the beginning uh, may not be the correct way of positioning yourself. And so that happens with a lot of guys, and they may charge a little too less, or they may feel that they're given a fair deal. However, based upon what they're charging, they may not ever position themselves where if a vehicle breaks down or they need to purchase a new vehicle or they need to hire a technician, they may not be financially positioned themselves to be able to do that. Then, you know, most of the guys who go into the business, even like myself, you know, we, we usually worked for somebody or, or somebodies. We found out that we didn't like wherever we were at that particular stage in our life or, or you know, something happened in which we decided to make a move. And, uh, you know, then, then the journey begins, you know, and it can be as, as fruitful as the times allow it to be, or it could be as difficult and uh, as the times allow it to be, right? So it used to be that people would grow up, you know, people grew up with pest control. But now in this day and age, you know, they, they go ahead. Most of the people are working people with the economy that's out there. They'll go out to a place like Home Depot or Lowe's. There, there's a million products on a shelf. 
a lot of times they'll try to do it themselves, and only after they try to do it themselves, not all cases, but a lot of cases, then they'll pick up the phone, they'll call one of us to come and help. And then they'll realize that, wait a minute, you know, this is a lot different than picking up a 14 can of bug spray. I now have to pay this guy a few hundred dollars. And the reality is is that they're not either expecting to pay that or the reality is they didn't think they were going to pay that. And that's when the whole bargaining comes in at play, and you have to be willing to deal with that. And some people are able to handle that better than others. Uh, I'm not one for handling that well. Uh, and uh, so, you know, my communication doesn't come off well. But I, I have enough confidence at this point to know who I am, which I don't care if I blow those people out of the water. I got enough people coming in and back of them that I can do business with and I can get the money that I'm after. Uh, bed bugs, you know, a lot of people go out there. You you know, you see they don't know how to do bed bugs. They think that, that they can treat bed bugs like they treat cockroaches or treat ants. It's not always the case. It doesn't I work. I agree 100%. I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you get these failed applications, right? And then I get sometimes people call me up and say, well, I just spent $300. Now I got to pay you. I'm like, lady, <laughs> I don't personally care what you spent, that has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to take the fault of somebody you hired because you were looking for the cheapest price out there. And, you know, you get that all the time. So it, it's a very iffy game. It really is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to hog up all the time. I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll want to speak too. But if you ask me some questions, you know, I'm happy to continue the conversation by answering them. You know, I have a lot of experience. I'm doing this a long time. I work for companies, work for my own, had employees, you know, been an employee. So whatever it is you want to ask me, you know, feel free to, and I'll, I'll then, you know, answer it. Well, one thing I can add to what Scott's saying is the fact that if you're going to start out on your own, don't work somewhere for a year or so and think you know how to do this. Get the time, get the knowledge, get the understanding. Mm -hmm. The main thing you've got to learn how to do is to solve the problem and to sell your service. If you can't do both, you're not going to last long. Yeah, I can vouch for that. It's very, very difficult to just jump in and start swimming because I had yeah. no... Get your education with it first. <laughs> Get your feet wet. I had no education in pest control except for my father-in-law with 30 years of experience. He basically just guided me through the process. And hey, well, that's a, that's a good knowledge base to turn to kind of walked me through it, and I'm six years in, and I'm not even close to Ken's numbers. <laughs> I barely have a full-time pest control route still, <laughs> but that's just because I don't know it well enough to really sell the hell out of it myself. So, Well, my thing was is I was a uh, – I started out as a part-time termite tech. Uh, did that, uh, moved my way into full-time termite. Uh, there's an opening in the company that I work for as a mom and pop company for pest control. Took that, moved on up into service manager, stayed at that level because that was as high as I could go because everybody else there was family and they were the owners. Um, stayed there until they sold out, ran a route, was out selling the sales guys because I knew my customer base. I dealt with them for 15 years. Every month, every quarter, I knew them. They kicked me into sales one day and like, okay, you're straight commission now. And I didn't have that route session anymore. So it was either sink or swim. But, you know, it was a little bit of a learning curve, but I figured it out. And I learned a lot during that five years Bunch just how to sell the, the product, you know, and how to sell the service. And that's, that's essential. 
already knew how to solve the problem. It was, you know, learning how to learning how to sell it, having the confidence to go to anybody. And you're going to talk to people, especially in my part of the country, that are hillbillies they can be. Or you're going to talk to people that are very, very educated. And you've got to be able to get on their level. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm getting I've, a lot of feedback from a radio or something in the line. Yeah, somebody might have some speakers on or something getting too yeah, close. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, and I, it might be me, I'm in a pizzeria. And I apologize. <laughs> and so they, they have... They have, they have, they have, uh, they have the temptations on in the background. So I, I could mute it when you're not talking to me. I apologize. I mean, I caught you, like I said, from coming out too. I, I do, I do want to tell you that when I started my own company, I was very gung ho, and there were things I knew and things that I didn't know. And so people would call me up, and I would run all over the world, right? What you do to go give estimates. And I would spend my time, and I knew my stuff. I mean, I wasn't a newbie in the business. I had like 15 years experience, you know, so it wasn't like I was new. I had a lot of confidence, but there were things I didn't know. I didn't know, like, New Jersey pest control was different than New York pest control, you know, and doing suburban was different than the stuff that I was used to dealing with. And so I would go over these houses, and I would would give an estimate, and I would identify their bugs. And then, and then I wouldn't necessarily get a call back, and you know I would get annoyed. I'm like, what the hell is going on, you know? And so I did that for a while, and then I figured out that you know what, I'm all I was doing is running around and giving estimates, and then making it easy for another company to come along and take that business away from me. And uh, you know I did that for a while until I stopped. And then what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a vested interest, right? So if I had to take something to be identified or I came over, I would charge them a service fee to come over. And not everybody paid that service fee, but the ones that paid the service fee didn't even necessarily move forward with the service, but at least I still had a little skin in the game from them. And, uh, you know, I still operate on that on that pretense today. You know, I, I just – I don't go out a lot for free. I mean, I'll go out there to do a termite, you know, estimate. If people say, hey, look, I got termites – I'll go out there. Well, if I got carpet rants, but for the most part, most of the stuff I do is done on the phone. Now, I'm probably also losing quite a bit, but I eliminate a lot of the shoppers that way, you know. Because I, I, even especially, I get the foreigners, they'll call me up. And you know what? My own feeling is if they call me up, and you know, sometimes if you, you can listen to some of my calls in, in our room, I leave it in badass pest experts. And, and they'll be like, well, you charge? Like, don't be all charges. I'm like, then why are you calling me, you know? And I get enough people. Again, my goal is not to take the forty-five, fifty dollars from them. My goal is to show that they're serious, and then I'll go, you know, and then I apply that towards the application. And uh, the, again, they don't always move forward with an application. And uh, so that's so that's where I am. Right, and what he's saying is true. I mean, some areas you can actually get that that inspection fee. We do charge an inspection fee for bed bugs because um, it's very time-consuming, or can be. Um, now, typically on our – most stuff we can price over the phone. Um, I can tell you this. If you're out there at their home and you're talking with them, it's a lot harder for them to tell you no to your face than it is to tell you no over the phone. Right. Uh, you know, that's just something I learned from sales from just doing it for so long. Um, but, you know, every market's different. Scotty's got a, Scotty's got a, you know, he's got a, um, 
a large market there, um, you know, with a uh, – uh, what, what am I looking for? He's got, you know, a condensed area of a lot of people. Now, yes. here in Kentucky, we're doing 33 counties. <laughs> so that's a big area here. You know, that's yes. several hundred square miles. Yes. However, our population in those 33 counties are not near the population what is in his service area. So, you know, it's just – it's different – you know, it's just a different game in different places. Um, but he, I mean, I, I'm really glad that works. I, I would love to be able to do that here, but nobody else here does it at all, and they, they'll just hang up. Um, now, everybody here does charge for bed bug inspections because they figured out that, you know, hey, man, I'm spending it, especially on a light infestation where you got to really dig for these things, you know, and, you know, you're there an hour. You know, that's somewhere – you got to look at it. That's you could be somewhere else, spraying somebody's house, doing a quarterly service, doing something. You know, you're losing money for your time there unless you sell that job. So, well, you know, I'll tell you something interesting. I mean, I don't even. So when I go over their house, I don't even inspect. I do a consultation. I charge them for my experience to go out there and determine how much they're going to pay and what kind of service I'm going to provide. If they want an inspection, we used to do it. My techs will do it, but they're too busy right now. So a lot of times I utilize our subcontracted dog. And I make money right. on the dog. And so he goes out there, right? And then, and then I'll then, or I'll go out there again and I'll sell the product. And again, my consultation is not to really go thoroughly inspecting all the rooms. It's just turn around and say, hey, do you qualify for heat or chemicals? And again, the ones that don't want to pay, they don't use us. But I tell you, I make enough money with the ones that want to pay that I don't really care. It doesn't really have an impact on me on the ones that don't want to pay. Exactly. What I run into here is a lot of people don't know if they have them or not. You know, they've, they've got something, a bite of some type, which, you know, right. typically you can't look at a bite and tell what it is. You know, they may have a couple of bites in different places, but they want their place inspected for bed bugs. When they do that, yes, we, we absolutely charge them a fee because, you know, a lot of times it's not bed bugs, but you're tearing that place apart just trying to find one, you know, because you don't want to not find it. And then a month down the road, they're, you know, got a pretty moderate infestation because you missed something. Um, but I, I understand exactly what Scotty's saying. Um, you know, and now if we go in somewhere where they know they have them, then we're, we're typically the same way. You know, we're explaining to them what they need, you know, what they need to do, what the best treatment options are for, you know, and we're still charging them for that. Um, we, uh, we've got a guy here now, uh, new guy just opened up and I don't know how long he's going to last this because he has come up with this thing and he is advertising a lot of Facebook trader groups and this and that, that he will work, uh, with anybody on a payment plan to fit their budget. Now, one thing I found now, I've tried to do this for people that were past customers, whatever that I knew really couldn't afford it and tried to help them out a little bit. You'll get that first payment, but a lot of times you'll never get anything after that. You solve the problem, they don't, they disappear. You know, so you know we made it a farm yeah, bill I now. Find, we I, we, I, we don't ever also, take a payment. Yeah, I find also that you know what you try to be good-hearted, but it just doesn't always come back to you. So if people say, "Do you take payment plans?" I say, "No, no, but yes, I do to a credit card." So you know, well, I just tell them I take one payment card. all over up front. Right. Well, yeah. I don't like credit cards. They could put it on a on a credit card, but I don't. 
I'm not into these payment plans. I don't want to be married or, you know, I don't want to have to chase my money. Exactly. And, they can and that's what happens. When they can't afford it. Let me know if this means. I, I hope all the I hope all the new guys are I hope all the new guys are listening to this too. You know, I mean, Scotty Scott's got what you say twenty nine years. Yes, I've got twenty seven. So I mean, it's not it's not people that's that's new to this or learning how to do this that's you know speaking on it. I mean, it's there's a lot of years there combined in two different markets. Right, and see, here's the thing. We've been played and screwed over enough where we have to implement policies to protect ourselves, right? So I tell customers all the time, policies are not, they're they're made because of a period of time. And I know that you mean well, and I know that, you know, that that you have all intentions of doing X, Y, Z, but you know what? So does everybody else who made this agreement. And so, and and I let them know that up front, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's just the way it works. And again, if it works for them, it works for them. It don't work for them. Thank you. It doesn't work for them, you know. And uh, and uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's very interesting. So I don't know. There's there's a gentleman by the name of Dan Kennedy. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not. He's a big marketing guru. Big. And and Dan Kennedy is like an in your face type of marketing guy. Did not was not on a call with you and him one time before. Not with Dan. No, Dan Kennedy doesn't get on a call. I'm you trying to think who you, you who was heard. on. This my, has been a long time ago. It was a, a doctor or somebody that you knew. Oh, but there was – I don't remember. It's probably, but it wasn't – it might have been based upon Dan Kenny's works or one of these guys. Anyway, you know, Dan Kenny's – you know, and, and, and I changed. After going to a seminar with him, I changed my whole attitude. I mean, I just changed. I was like, you know what? I just don't give a fuck. Like, like either you're going to use me or you're not going to use me. Like, I couldn't give a shit. And I used to feel like I begged, but when you have to beg for business, you never get it, never. And and when bed bugs were coming out, I was getting calls left and right for the engines. And and believe me, I was saying crazy things. They were all hiring me. And to this day, my technicians will go with me, and they'll say, I don't understand how he says what he says. I don't understand how people don't throw them out of the house. I don't understand how he walks out of the house with big checks. And, and I tell him, that's because I know my shit. I know what I'm doing. You know, I have the confidence to back it up. And uh, it works out well for them, you know. And the crowd goes silent. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I myself, I would not give uh, the easy payment plan type thing. You know, you call me for the service. You want to get rid of whatever it is that's bothering you. I came and done it, you know, payment today. I don't well, care. Now, our thing is, is we get it, we get it. Of course, you know, when you do a bed bug treatment, people have to be gone. Right. Um, we get we get the payment before we ever start the treatment anymore. Um, we don't we don't do any of it before we actually we don't take we don't do any of the treatment until we have the payment in hand. Um, because the people will say, "Well, call me when you're done." Well, you know, you, they get really hard to get a hold of all of a sudden whenever you can call and it'll ring one time before the treatment, and they'll answer every time. Yeah. Yes, I don't get that. I mean, I don't get that. I mean, when we're getting heat, you know, I, I, I never have that. I don't have people play games with that. I mean, once in a while I've been screwed over. But for the most part, even when people sometimes, like, they'll we'll do service and we'll get a credit card, and then the credit card will be declined or something, even though it annoys me. I'll call back. They'll they'll give me that credit card. I don't never have a problem with that. But well, like see, here's funny. what we run into is we have uh, we have ninety six hundred 
uh, property management units that we take care of. That's incredible. Yeah, well, it's crazy. It's crazy busy. Um, but what we do with those is if they've been there a certain length of time, that property management company requires them to pay for the service. You know, we inspect we inspect these properties while they're vacant. Uh, we charge an inspection fee, and then we pretty much, you know, we write them a letter, no visible signs, yada, 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 of, you know, roaches, uh, fleas, bedbugs found during inspection. So basically we certify that apartment free and clear of any bugs. If we find anything, they pay for us to treat it. After they've been there for about a year or six months, whatever, all of a sudden bed bugs show up, that property management company is going to make them pay for it. That's the people we have trouble getting to pay. Now, ultimately, the property management company will pay pay us, you know, if we have issues. But they exasperate all their options to get that money first, you know, before they pay us. So sometimes that stuff gets drug out. We've done 793. I'm sitting here looking at numbers right now. We've done 793 bed book jobs this year on apartments. So, you know, most of them are one bedroom. <laughs> so, so, so over half are vacant. I refuse. I tell the management companies that I refuse to deal with money from any tenant or even, even, even the landlords now that have tenants. When we need to put covers on the beds or anything, I tell them it's not my responsibility. If you want me to work for you, then I work for you and you work because I'm not going to play those games. And I've had a couple, not many, with checks bounce. You know, and you hear it all bullshit story. Oh, it's the bank. You know, no, it's not. Give me back my freaking product. And uh, so, you know, I, I just don't play those games. They're responsible. And I say, listen, even like I said to was now, they say, well, I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not dealing with your tenants for money. Your, your, your tenants are broke, sir. They all have broke mentalities. So you have to pay me, and then you work it out with your tenant. That's between you and them. I'm just going there to do the job, you know? Exactly. And we're, we're kind of the same way. Um, we, we do a uh, we do a, a front agreement with the with our property management company. Um, and now they've all kind of signed on to this, that they go ahead and they pay us, and then they will – and they're a little more forgiving than we are. Um, in some aspects, they may charge them thirty, forty, fifty dollars a month on their rent or a hundred, whatever they need to recoup that money over you know a six month or a year period. So we've we've, we've kind of gotten away from that also. But um, you have to mute you know, me out in between, like when Will's talking or something. By all means, mute me out because I'm sitting here eating too. So okay, if you want to mute me and unmute me? Feel free to keep doing that. Now, Steve, okay. are, you, are they are they going to be able to cook enough pizza there to fill you up? I, you know what I'm I'm I, again I uh, I'm eating uh, I didn't want to tell you what I'm eating. All right. <laughs> but uh, you know, and 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 it's for the beginners getting in. Um, you know, a lot of people look at my numbers and they're like, "How did you do it?" I'll tell you how I did it. Don't look. And I've done told you how we did it, and really was without telling you, property management. Um, I got in with, with one company, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, these people are in competition, but they all go have lunch together. So you go and you you get one of them happy. They tell all their buddies. And we grew so quick that I had a really, really hard time getting people in place. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we struggled. I, I thought for the first five years it would be me. At the end of five years, I had a, I had 10 employees. That's so. Um, like I said, it was dumb luck. There was nothing I did um, 
crazy to get it. Um, there was when, the first one I got um, was a t- was a tough was a tough guy. Um, I, I rented my first office in Bowling Green, Kentucky, through a real estate agency. You know, they just subleased me some office space. So me and the the broker there, we were we've been friends for years and years. So we was you know we were having lunch with this guy every week. You know, I, I had no idea who he was. You know, I was just along for free lunch. I mean, just to be honest. Um, well, then he tells me, like, you know, he said he's he's worth a few million dollars. He said, well, a few hundred million. I'm like, well, what does he do? He's like, he owns about 1,700 properties. Wow. I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. And uh, so I kept, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I kind of played in slow and, you know, and I just told him, I'm like, look, I know what you do. I know who you use. He said, yeah. He said, we're not real happy with him, but, you know, he said, it kind of is what it is. I said, I tell you what, I said, give me your three worst units. If I can't fix it, don't ever call me. If I can fix it, let's sit down and have a talk in your office. Now, granted, I went way out of my way and went way above what any, most pest control companies will do to solve a problem. Roach problems was what they all were, and I solved them all within 14 days. Now, I'm not going to say I wasn't there 12 times, right? but, you know, I got in there, I solved them, sat down and had that conversation with him. Boom, that door opened. At that time, I had two employees. Um, not a month later, another bigger company um, that was owned by multiple investors contacted us like, we want to sit down and talk to you. We've heard what you've done with you know, XYZ properties here. I'm like, okay. I didn't know how many units they had. Then they told me how many units they had, and I'm like, wow. How are we going to take this on? Right. You know, and uh, so I started digging back into a few people I knew had just retired, uh, a few people I knew that worked out in the area that no competes would, you know, not not come into play with. So I made some calls, and, uh, you know, but I really struggled to get people in place. Now we've got people in place. We've got room for growth. Um, you know, we're, we're operating our third office. Um, like I said, we're we're doing 33 counties. Uh, the biggest city we do is Louisville, Kentucky, and that's probably a tenth of our business. Most of our stuff is rural areas, other than Bowling Green and Louisville, where we have, you know, a lot of apartments and property management. Here's the thing about property management: a lot of people don't want to take it on, but you think about it. You got 9,600 units. That averages down to about 3,000 structures. Guess what you get to do on those? Termite inspections. There's where your money's at. That's that's where you go from that's where you go from uh doing a hundred thousand dollars a year as a you know, a one man show right. to moving up um to moving up into you know, one point five, one point six you know, one point five, one point six within a period of five to six years. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know between that and bed bugs. So you got to look at property management, not just as roaches, but you got to look at the other opportunities, you know, as far as bed bugs, termites go. Now, I, you know. I'll tell you, I don't know how it is in Kentucky, but I can tell you here, and I talk to a lot of guys. I mean, I, I have nowhere, nowhere near, not even an inkling of that. But, you know, here, a lot of times, the property managers are delaying payments. You know, guys ain't getting paid, or sometimes they decide they're not even going to pay. So you can be in a hole for like forty grand, right? And then people turn around and say, "Well, I can't stop servicing them. They owe me forty thousand dollars, right?" 
then like at what point do you decide to cut ties hoping you're going to recoup some of it? Again, I don't know the mentality <coughs> your way. And in New York City, you know, and doing New York, it's even worse. I mean, I know guys, I had friends of mine, you know, they, they had, you know, they were in a hole for like $100,000, $150,000 who are just, hold on. <coughs> we don't, we really don't have that issue. We, we do the service, we have the invoice, we take it to their office, they cut a check. Same day. Yeah, it's different. So, it's a different mentality here. You went exactly. out here. And exactly. So, well, they were used to paying every 30 harder. days and we refused to do it. So, you know, because our problem was there's so many units that you can match your you can match your credit lines out with all your distributors before you got a, a check in to to pay and you'd run out of chemical. You know, uh, I found that out early on, uh, but uh, you know, it just it just happened that way. So, you know, we kind of educated them like you know, especially on termite and bed, but general pest control. They you know if they want to pay every thirty days, that's fine. But when we get into termite and bed bug work, we're taking you an invoice when we're finished and you're going to write a check. Because, you know, there's no there's no reason not to. Um so, you know, we just we just do a massive amount of those and that's that's where our growth has come from. Um, that's phenomenal. But you know, like I said, different parts of the country do it differently. So it's it's all about where you're at, you know, and how you make that work. And how they will let you make that work. I mean, you can't go into a property management company and just demand something and get it. Right. You know, you got to kind of gradually work into that. And, uh, you know, luckily, luckily ours are really good about it. Uh, there are three big ones. And, uh, you know, they're, they're really, really, really good about things. Uh, one, we have to deal with the owners pay. If the owners don't pay within 10 days, they cut a check and they hold it with the, from the owner's um, owner's check. You know, when he collects his rent, they take it out and can recoup their money there. So it's, you know, it's just, it's just all about where you're at and your demographic has a lot to do with it, you know, right. of how you, how you approach it. I would say, I would say for anybody new coming up, what, even like me, I mean, I make my lost amount of money from the residential market, you know, from single family houses. I mean, we do well with that. You know, we, we give them an initial, then we set them up on a quarterly. One of the things I started doing only over the last eight months, and I never did it before, is we now got a lot of people on auto pay. And, yes, uh, we do that also. Right. And so I, but I, and then, and then I just took on, which I haven't started taking yet, uh, was that EFT or the electric payment, the electric checks? Right. And uh, so the new program we're going to be working with, if I, when I pull the plug, pest routes is it's all set up through there. And now uh, I, I run Gorilla Desk, and it allows me to store a credit card. So well, you know, yeah. uh, no, I, I don't I don't know if that's your last time I checked. I've not even checked into that. Yeah, I mean, I I run Pest Pack. Pest Pack is it's okay. It has things that other please don't do. I mean, oh, absolutely, it's expensive, and you got to pay for the updates. That's the only drawback to it. Not not in Pest Pack, you don't pay for the updates. You know, I don't pay for any updates with Pest Pack, but the only thing is, like, again, it, it's not really, it's not ever friendly. If you screw up, like, if you have, so I run the program. If you have people working for you and they screw up, it's not always easy to figure out how to figure it out without calling. Oh, they, they, so, they got, they've got a manual. <laughs> you know, did it, yeah. 
Well, so I'm I'm looking at past routes I've been getting trained on that, and that that's more forgiving. I can actually go into a closed invoice, and I can modify things. So I can right. put notes in there, and you can't do any stuff like that. And but so we're looking at that. But I would say another thing that new business, new small business guys need to do is be careful who they share their information with. I mean, and, and be careful who they take their advice from. And and I'm going to say this even when it comes to your spouse. I mean, you know, and, and I and I've had a lot a lot of conversations throughout the country. I mean, I've I've been blessed where I have been down in the dumps, and people have reached out and say, "Hey, Scott, man, give me a call," and they've helped me through it. And I've had other where people have reached out to me, and I'll and I'll say, "Look, if you're a small business, you know, one of the worst things you can do is go to your wife who is financially attached to you." And make her worry about the money or ask her what you should invest and not invest in. You can't put that type because she's always going to look to to make the money decision. And she's not going to understand what you know. And so See, that's I'm where, very lucky. I'm very lucky on that aspect because my wife is part of this. She gave up a nursing career to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and one thing, she will get out and she will run a crew probably better than I do. Um, she awesome. is more direct to the point um, because she expects a production. You know, um, because she she was always like the top of the food chain okay. everywhere she worked. You know, she went in being the, the supervisor. Done. And uh, you know, I'm very lucky with that because she's certified. She's got every certification Kentucky holds. She actually holds our reserve license. Right. Um. So she's very well educated in this. Right. And as customers love her because awesome. she does something that I don't do. She understands chemical biology. Oh, really? I don't. So she See, can sit I, there and she can look at, at these polymers and all this and that. And she's like, this this product will work. This really? one's probably not going to work. And I'm like, really? 90% of the time she's correct. So I'm I'm, I'm lucky. But she does have most of my office work. I, I thought you were going to turn around and say she does something you don't do. Is She listens to the people. <laughs> I don't listen No, to I'm her. better at that. So I'm better at that. She's uh, she has the more the uh, you know you owe us money, pay us mentality. Right. So you know she she's like she's like the pit bull of, of our company. If you want need collections done, just call her. Or, you know, right. tell her we we need this one to pay. This one's ninety days behind. And it's miraculous how quick checks come in when she gets on that phone. But I don't know what she does. I don't, I don't know. I'm just too nice, I guess. But but she's she's very aggressive at you know she she done the math one day we've got to run this about sixty thousand dollars a month before before, before we're able to go to the grocery store huh. so you know it's just, it's just that way by the time you meet payroll by the time you meet um you know chemical orders by the time you meet yep. uh fuel i mean it's just you know all that stuff and she keeps a running total of that in her head i don't i mean i'm I'll throw the debit card down to get whatever I need and you know, whatever the company needs. And she Don't think she won't correct me. You know, but I can say to the to the guys, I know a lot of guys getting in this, especially new ones, you know, a lot of people just want to be that one-man show. So what you've got to do is you've got to make, you've got to make that decision whether you want to be the one-man show where you've got a whole lot higher profit margin or you want growth. You know, and it's, it's me... I'm trying to build something to give my kids, you know, 
Um, that's that's my goal. I want to become as big as I can be before they take it over. Um, some people are really happy, you know, turning a hundred thousand dollars a year as a one man operation because their profit margins are a lot higher. They don't have all the overhead, and I completely get that. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot less stress on me when it was just me, believe it or not, yeah. because I know a lot of people think that that that's just the opposite. But the only person that you got to feed is you and your family when it's just you. Yep. Now, when it becomes you start getting employees, you've got to realize I've got 12 employees. I've got 12 families I have to worry about making a living. I've got to worry about finding enough work to keep them busy. You know, it's it's a whole different stress level. It's just, but you know, some people some people handle that well. Some don't. I, I mean, I do okay. I get frustrated sometimes when, you know. When the bank account dips down a little bit more than what I think it should, I kind of stress. But as when I was when it was just me, I didn't really worry about it because I knew we had enough put back that we could make it. Right. But you know, the the more you add employees, the more responsible you've got to be because you got to feed them and their families. You know, See, you got to do your part. You, know, you got to make sure it's there. You know, it's interesting you say that, right? I mean, I have, and I'm not really good with employees, to be honest with you. I must not be because I go through them, and it's, you know, I've had, I've had. I need to come up there and do some hiring for you, man. Yeah, you do, you do, because I'm not, I'm just not good at doing it, right? But I find out it's like, you know, you're looking out for them, but like, you know, they don't understand the mentality of like looking out for you. You know, it's like me, 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 me. I'm like, well, what about me? What about the company? You know. And, well, see, uh, no, that's, I, I'm very lucky there because I have people with great, great <laughs> mentalities about this. Um, but I, but I have, but most. Here's my thing, and it, I don't know how it worked out this way. Um, I have one employee that's under the age of forty, so really? I think that may be a difference. Um, hmm. Because I, we we tried young people; they didn't stay with us, and I have no problems. I mean, Termite worked a young man's job. It really is. You want to make or break a you want to break or make a new employee. Throw him on a throw him on a hammer drill for about eight hours. Mm-hmm. If he comes back, you may have something. Odds are, some of them's not going to. Um, you know, and that or put them in a crawl space. They they can they can sell themselves during an interview, but it's not until that first day you have them in the field that you're going to know what you got to work with. Yep, you see that a lot. You know, they too. Can, if they come out all creeped out because they got spider webs on them, you might as well go ahead and just tell them, "Here's your check for today's pay." You know, sorry, it just didn't work out. Yep. You know, yep. And, it takes a special breed of person to stay with this. You know, yep. the average turnover in this, uh, the last thing I read is about three years. You know, and there's some of us crazy ones like me and P. Buggy there that's been here for almost three decades. You know, okay. it's just there's a lot of people don't hang around that long. It's just not their thing. And you, you know what? I got to tell you something. My my average turnover employees, I'm, I'm sorry to say, it's probably about eight nine months, which is very 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 frustrating. Very frustrating. I mean, <clears throat> the business gives me and my family an opportunity to do bigger and better things. I mean, we've been able to travel. We go away probably three times a year. This this year I'm going away like four times a year and taking off. But but it it it's definitely a. Uh, there's been definitely major upsets. I mean, it has affected me greatly because I, I just like, a, I don't know how to say it, but I, I've been let down by so many individuals that are supposed to be grown men. At one point, 
we even I, I said let me let me have a change of pace, right? Let me not look for the young. Let me start looking for an older person. And they were they ended up being more screwed up than the than the younger guys, believe it or not. You know? I mean, I was just amazed of how many individuals of all different ages that come to me, they interview me. None of them have a pot to piss in. None of them. None of them planned for their future. None of them had any money, as much as $25 a week or $25 a month going away in account. They're all completely broke. They live off the seat of their pants, right? And here I am trying to help them. And I tell them, look, if you stick around and you add value to the business and you add value to the company, you'll be continuing to grow. But I can't take on your financial burden. You know, what does it have to do exactly. with me? I, you know what I mean? I didn't put you in this in this, in this this situation. And... Uh, you know, I I had a guy. He re, he reached out to me today. You know, somebody that I've talked to through Facebook and all these things, and reached out to me behind the sidelines. And he works for a pretty decent company. You know, and so he was talking to me about, hey, you know what? What he goes, you know, maybe you know, if you can make me the right offer, and you can do this and this and this. And I said to him, you know, in behind the scenes, right, like. Why is it all about you? What about me? I mean, what is it you're willing to do for me, you know? And, uh, you know, and what does an offer even look like, you know? What does an offer look like for you? And some of them don't even know. You well, know, my I, thing is I have, a, I have a set pay scale of what each job is. You start out here, you're going to max out here. You know, plus your sales commissions or whatever. I won't, I won't offer anybody anything extra. You know, so I don't make them an offer. I'm like, here's our guidelines. You know, if you want to do this, do it now. I've got one guy. He's he's going to retire on me. He's he's uh, 60, 63. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, but I've known him for a lot of years. Um, right. And as soon as I started this company, man, he dropped ship where he was and came straight with me. Um, he was uh, he's got a pretty impressive resume. He was a canine handler uh, for a termite dog in Florida. He was he overseen for ten years. Um, he was a shift supervisor for Disney Pest Control, Disney's Pest Control on their commercial kitchens and resorts. Mm-hmm. So you know he's a great person to pick his brain. Um, even though he's, you know, he, he still dwells on a lot of the products from the past that are gone. Mm-hmm. But it's about how you apply and where you apply that my guys learn so much from him. Yep, you know. Um, he's not in the field anymore. He's got early onset Parkinson's, and you know that. that I hate that, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I love him dearly, and uh, I keep him on payroll just for edu- just because he can educate my guys so much. Right. I mean, occasionally I'll run into something, I'll call him. I'm like, man, I've not seen this before, and uh, hmm. man, he'll 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 drive over to wherever I'm at. You know, we're set up a time, and we'll go, and he's like, this is what you need to be doing. Sure enough, even though the products are different, I do what he asks, and boom problem solved and that that happens very seldom and very seldom he'll call me and he's like because i mean he does get out and do a little bit with the other guys he's like i don't know what we're doing wrong here and i'll go up there because it's something that he's a, he's an ant specialist you know that's his thing because florida has so many ants mm-hmm. and uh but he when it comes to uh like subterranean termites they deal with a lot of dry woods and this and that and a lot of slab structures <clears throat> so when he came to kentucky his his understanding of basement homes and crawl space homes you know he had a big learning curve so occasionally with termites he's like man i don't i don't understand this and you know i'll go up there and i'm like okay here here and here you know um luckily i've spent my whole career right here you know right here within 
this area. And so I know the demographic. I know the majority of the people in the, in a lot of the area. Um, and I know the pest pressures and problems here. So that helps me a lot versus we've, we've got a new guy that's, you know, oh, a couple of new companies that's up started here. Uh, one lasted about three months um, because he was going in there and he was doing stuff. For, he was doing monthly pest control services for like $20 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, by the time you drive there, you use your chemical and you pay an employee. He 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 comes he come from a brand new start and brought one with him, and he went he went bust. Yep, I mean nothing flat. <clears throat> and uh, you know, you've got to build up. My recommendation to anybody out there that's going to hire an employee: get yourself to a hundred thousand dollars first. I, then hire, I think that's then hire the employee. Too low. I, 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 I really tell people you need to be up to around one hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-five thousand well, between the gas and between the workers' comp and all that stuff. I, I, I kind of agree. It just depends on how confident you are in your sales right. and how how yeah. your sales are going. Um, right. You know, sales is ninety percent of the sales that come through this company come through me. We have okay. no salespeople. Believe that or not, we don't have a salesperson. Um, I, do, I do the majority of the sales calls. That's just what I do. Um, you know, then I go out if, if the guys have a problem. I mean, I'm on every termite treatment. You know, I'm at that job site. I may only be there for a few minutes, but I am there. Um, so, you know, my thing is, is you know, what I did is when I got the pest route up to $100,000, I hired a guy. Okay, here's the whole route yours. Then I go build another one. You know, because he, he's making me money at that point. Um, and the first couple of years, I 1099 them. So I didn't have the workman's comp issue. And I know that's a, that's a big deal. Now, of course, you know, uh, it's it's hard to, when you got that first employee, to dump that kind of money out. Because your workman's comp, I don't know how it is up there, but here you got to pay it up front for the year. So, no, you know, we kind of, yeah, we don't hear, so. We, we had to kind of fly under the radar for a little while, which I know is wrong, and I don't in, condone anybody to do that, but that's just how we started. Um, because I, when I started this company, I completely refused to start it in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I started it with a truck that I already owned, um, took some savings out, went and, got a, went and got a tank, got a power spray rig, so I could, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd done termites, so I wanted to make sure I had that option available. I know a lot of guys that don't have a power spray rig. They're running backpack sprayers. That's mm-hmm. fine. If you're just doing pest control, that's great. If you're going to do termite work, you've got to have a quality rig. Don't go out there with a 25-gallon rig and, and think you're going to end, end the world and, and be great with it because you can do a good job, but it's going to take you five times as long. You know, it's, uh, I mean, get a good setup. When you take on termites, get a setup. It's going to cost you probably $3,500, but get a good setup so you can go out there and you can do those jobs efficiently and move on to the next one. No, we we done we done six hundred ten thousand dollars this year in termite work. That's so, well, we're in a high termite pressure area. So yeah, I, you know, uh, our termites. I mean, honestly, most of us termite season. We don't even have a termite season anymore here. I mean, some companies are more. I mean, I I can't. I mean, I I can't. I, I haven't done anything in termites. I mean, it it would be a joke. It's definitely probably less than like honestly, <clears throat> less than ten thousand dollars worth of termite work. Well, I sold a thirty nine hundred dollars job today. You know, but, I, but, but I termites is our big our big ticket. Right. But I make it up on the bed bug stuff. Well, you want to tell you something? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you you've got that market where you've got such a condensed population versus yes. us where we're rural, but we we do a lot. But here's what here's where we do a lot. 
um, most of our property management deals that we do a lot of bed bug work for are either refugees or refugees or places they they um, owners have bought and refugees did live in. Um, we have a lot of Burmese, a lot of Bosnian um, here. Seems like the Burmese are the worst that don't mind having them. I don't I don't know that to be a fact, but from what we see, it's just the fact that you know a lot of these people have lived with these things their whole lives. And they're not a big issue to them. You know, they, they're more worried about lions and tigers and something like that than they are bedbugs. So, you know, it just don't, it just doesn't bother them. When, when, the, when we find out that they have them and that's the epicenter of the problem, it's usually because a neighbor has complained that we've not been anywhere, we've not brought anything in new, and we're getting bit. Right. So, you know, then the property manager's like, check the whole eight plague, check the whole four plague. You can usually narrow it down to the worst infestation at your epicenter, but when you deal with a lot of foreign refugees, they'll put an entire family in a building. So you have one central area where everybody congregates all day long, back and right. forth. So they're constantly moving. So, you know, and when we do those, we don't, we won't just treat that unit. We, 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 we're going to treat that whole fourplex, eightplex, duplex, whatever it is. We're going to treat the whole unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing, and uh, you know, so that's where we drive up our numbers. Because uh, if I go treat this unit, this unit over here has got them falling off the ceiling. They're so bad, and it's not going to be long before this unit back over here's got them again. You know, so um, I mean, heat heat works great, chemical works great, but there's always with chemical. There's going to be a spot that chemical they can go, and those bugs are going to find how to get back in, just like termites. If you if you use a repellent chemical on them, they're going to find that gap. Now, do you do you do you talk with? Do you I mean, you do you do bit. I mean, are you anywhere near Ken Jones? Do you have association with him? Talk with him. Do what? Ken Jones. You know who Soki is, no? That's me. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I was talking to you the whole freaking time. I didn't think I was talking to you. I thought I was how talking times, to How many times have you talked to the phone with dude, me? I, I thought I was talking to I thought I was talking to, to Langman, I thought he said. No, you've been talking to me the whole time. Shit. I, I think I Will thought, was late. I thought I was talking to Will. I swear to you, I thought I was talking to Will Langman the whole time. I don't know that nope. hillbilly accent now. Come on. <laughs> no, you, you're a Hoosier, dude. You're full, full Hoosier. Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I swear to you, because I was gonna go because Soki uses Soki uses the the, the flare machine, but I swear I thought I was talking to Will Langman. I didn't know I was talking to you. Oh, yeah. I figured everybody yeah. from I thought everybody from from Kentucky talked like that, so that's why I wasn't gonna say. Oh, Will's not from Kentucky. He's from Indiana. He's he's far worse off. What what the he's hell? Stuck, he's stuck between he's stuck between a Yankee and a hillbilly. He's just hung. I'm in a corner. That that's why I said the wild. That's why I said the wildlife guy. Exactly. But no, P-Buggy, it's been me and you. This pretty much this whole conversation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know. I think. You know, I think and, Kevin and Will uh, just put sleep on us. No, what's really, really amazing, seriously, is what seriously is what Ken brings to the table, which is very unique. Is like you know, again, I didn't know I was talking the whole time. Is the numbers that he has hit. And what he's been able to do in such a short period of time is really phenomenal. It's really, really phenomenal, you know. And and how you've been able to hold on to, like you said, you know, the the employees. I mean, here it's so 
I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you so many, you know, I had a guy working for me. I mean, he was a decent guy. He was like my number one guy, you know, and, and he was making me a lot of money, to be honest with you, a lot of money. And he was with me a little over three years until when all of a sudden he decided he was going to have sticky fingers. And I think we've all you know, had that. And, and, and so that created a problem there. And then from there, it's been like one thing after another. I mean, then I had another guy come to me, and he was like, you know, and I was going through really hell with employees. And he came to me, and he, was, he had experience from another company. So he was a wildlife guy, and also he did that center con, right? So I was like, well, why? You know, he was working for this company for like 14 years. So I was like, why are you coming to me? He goes, well, they lay me off every year for three months. He goes, they were also involved in like addicts installation. He didn't want to get involved. In <coughs> Excuse me. So I, I had to do I had some background stuff, and I even called. I called and I talked to his, uh, I talked to his supervisors, you know, and he came aboard and. It turned out, like eight months into it, it turns out that he, you know, was 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 an oxycodone addict, and so, wow. you know, I like guess different well, people. I've I've had to deal with that stuff, and oh yeah, you know, well, just, you know, uh, I I had a I had a similar situation. My my ex stepson, um, he come to me wanting a job. Uh, <clears throat> of course, I I didn't hire him. A uh, good kid. I mean, I didn't hire him because. Fact number one is I didn't want to deal with his mother. You know, I divorced her for a reason. Number two, um, the company I retired from hired him, thinking they were going to get to me. Now, here's the thing. The day I retired, they're like, you're foolish. And I'm like, well, think what you want. And I'll never forget the words that the branch manager there said to me when I turned my stuff in. He told me, he's like, you need this company worse than this company needs you. You know, I still live by that thought. I still hear it every day. Mm-hmm. My father well, used to say that. <laughs> they they have one they have one office in Kentucky and I'm bigger than them. In five years. Mm-hmm. You know, um I I you know and anyway I found out the uh my ex stepson, um believe it or not a lot of his family uh still call me to do their pet service, even though he's in the industry. Um he told they told me the other day that uh he sprayed his grandmother's house and his aunt's house, his great aunt's house, charged him $475 to do two outside perimeters. Now, if I could get that kind of money, I'd be tickled. Made him pay in cash. Now, do you think the company that he's working for knows he did that? Probably and there's not. another reason exactly why I did not hire him. Um, you know, uh, what I do with my guys is they have to sign all their chemical out and I keep a product. I keep a purchase record. Uh, one thing with the software we use, it does have material usage in it. Um, I make them put that in there. Um, I know it's not an end-all, be-all, completely fail-safe, but I have really good people that I trust um, because they come to me with anything. You know, if if they're if somebody's paid them cash and it's fifty cents short, they're they're freaking out like, man, they they short them fifty cents. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll just. We'll eat it or we'll add it to the next bill. You know, fifty cents, fifty cents. But I've got really good guys. But it's not something that you know at the point that you hire hire people. You know, you don't know their morals. Um, most of the people that I have working for me, I've known for a long time. Um, you know, and we're and I'm, I was friends with a lot of them, but I knew they had a great work ethic. So you know, I kind of went with them because it's harder to screw a friend over than it is a complete stranger. 
Olympics. So I've I've know. been screwed over. I've been screwed over by that too. <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, you know, the biggest, the biggest just, people that'll maybe, screw you is family. My my wife my and, wife uh, says it's it's my my wife says it's my attitude my uh, my delivery you know it's the way I come across. Well, I mean, I, like I said, you just seem like somebody typically from New Jersey or, or or New York to me. So I don't think you come across any different than anybody else up there. Y'all are all assholes. So right. you know, it's just it just is what it is. But uh, you know, y'all don't have that southern charm up there. Still. Yeah, you, can, you can laugh, but we ain't dating our sisters. That's all I got to tell you. Hey, just because I got divorced, we were still cousins, just so you know. <laughs> That's funny. But, but uh, you know, but, and, but I, and if Will I, ever gets I, I, divorced, I mean, they'll still be brother and sister. Yeah. I mean, he is in Indiana. You know, I, I, would, I would say that the biggest thing for a small guy, even though, you know, is to when you're bringing – when you're bringing somebody in and you want to bring them on as an employee, remember that they're also interviewing you as much as Absolutely. you're interviewing them. And, and, you know, and you want to be careful. You know, what happens is I think even like a company, if you take like an Orkin and a Terminex, I think seriously, I think that turnover may be between two and 300 times, but they paint a big enough picture where they paint the vision. So when a guy goes in there Absolutely. and he sees 10 or 20 or 30 trucks and he says, well, if I work hard, maybe I could be a supervisor or a manager, which may, which probably is not even ever going to come to that. But however, you know, he buys into that vision. But, you know, when I was a small guy, which, you know, working out of my house or, or being a guy at a, at, a, at a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, what kind of vision – are you painting? But I've also sat down with guys and said, "Look, you know, I'm not I'm not that big company, but you have you have more room for growth with me than you probably have with them." Well, now and one thing just, I do during my interview process is, and I don't know how the the laws are there. Um, we do have everybody on no competes now in Kentucky. It's the Commonwealth state. It's a right to work state. Right. If you do yes, a no compete after. After you hire them, it's it's null and void for most aspects other than they can't solicit your customers. If you do it well, during the hiring process and it's in their hiring packet, it sticks. But now here's well, my thing. As I tell people up front, you know, I start everybody on termites. And we we do mold mitigation too. I mean, we, we get in there and we, we, we clean cross bits out with mold basements. Right. I start them there. And I'll just tell them right up front, man, you have to be a hard worker because this stuff sucks. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't ask anybody to do anything that I haven't already done, mm-hmm. you know, or or would not be willing to do. So, you know, but I tell them up front, I mean, this is going to be horrible. You can move up, but you're going to have to start here just like everybody else. And my mm-hmm. my, my son works for me. Guess what he does? He, he, this is his, uh, yeah, this is his, uh, he's about 18 months in. Mm-hmm. He does termite work. He mm-hmm. does mold. Now, I am starting to ride him with my service manager some to learn the pest side of it. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, you know, if I've got a day where we're running around, we're meeting and greeting, you know, uh, whining and dining our, our bigger clients or whatever, I take him with me just so he learns how I handle these type of people. So, because ultimately it's going to be his. Mm-hmm. So, but I want him to know every aspect of it. God forbid if something happened to me tomorrow, I mean, he would be clueless, but... You know, my right. my thing is, is, over time, I want him to understand 
every step of what I've done to make this where it is. Because mm-hmm. I've got a grandson now, and by the time my grandson gets it, I mean, I want this thing to be an empire. I mean, that's just that's mm-hmm. just my mindset, mm-hmm. you know. And we're if he'll follow what my lead, it'll be there. Hey, um, so you know, I got a question. and the market may cr- and the market may crash. Go ahead. Hang on. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I I let uh, I don't care who answers first, but um, your guys that you hire are they full blown uh, certified pest people, or do they work under your license? Okay, in Kentucky, they work under the, the, they work under your license for the first thirty days. After thirty days, they have to be certified, or they cannot touch any spray equipment or chemical. They can still be a laborer, but if if I hire somebody and they can't and they go hands on training and book training, if they can't pass that certification test thirty days, I don't need them. Uh, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I I don't need somebody that that can't learn it. Okay, do you pay for that yourself, or do you make them pay for it? I pay for the testing, and, and I pay them while they're training. Okay. How about you, Scott? So here in New Jersey, they have what's called an operator or applicator. difference is, is as an operator, everybody's got to be an operator. So, so what, what happens is, right, they've got to do like 30, 30, I think it's like 16 to 17 applications something like that, like 20 hours or 30 hours in the field supervised, in which they're allowed to actually apply the stuff, right? Part of it is is training while I'm watching them. Then they have to take a four-hour course. I can either do it through the New Jersey Pest Control Association or the state offices in Trenton whenever they have it available. So once they take that four-hour course, there's like a $30 fee, in which, of course, I would pay for. And it's under the company license, right? It says their license. But, you know, it's under the company license. So I'm responsible for them as well as also their response to themselves. Then they can continue if they want. That Now, I only had one guy in which I renewed his license for him who worked for me. Every other guy has always been an operator. And, and really the only limitation is they cannot apply restricted-use pesticide. But you're talking about one product, which is like – which is a tracking powder, right? Everything else doesn't fall into that. So who cares? And, uh, and uh, but, you know, we'll pay for them the $30 with the renewal. There are some limitations with that. And then I like them to go on. And then what happens is then they would have to do the core, which is closed book. And then they'd have to do per category, right? Because same thing where it is in every state. You have different categories based upon what it is you're doing. And, uh, you know, again, I haven't gotten to that point. But I, I would, you know, I, I would pay for that. Excuse me. It's kind of like they probably would expect me to pay for it. And I would just, you know, I would pay for it, whatever the case. It's not a problem. I mean, as long as they're making me money. Again, to be honest with you, I mean, I even the guy that worked with me for like three and a half years, you know, it was, uh, and that was my longest guy that I had working for me, you know. He had the operator's license. And so even if I went out of state, you know, I always had a friend of mine nearby who had an applicator who could always see him. Because, you, you know, you, you're only allowed to do so many things when the guy's an operator. Well, see, but, uh, now, in Kentucky, you know. it's just the opposite. That's the crazy thing. In Kentucky, you have an LPCO, licensed pest control, you know, operator. Uh, pest control, yeah. Um, and you can only have one of those per company, which is myself. My wife holds it in reserve. Um, but then we have to have applicator certifications. So they have to be certified in a, in a Category 7A. Uh, used to be a Category 7A and 7B, which they combine the two tests. Now, 
with these guys, here's this, here's where I think Kentucky has this thing ass backwards. Kentucky, they're allowed to apply pesticide the first 30 days. They don't, you don't even have to be with them. Uh, they have to be under your direct super. Yeah, they have to be under your direct direct supervision, which means you see them one time within 48 hours, um, which I think is so stupid. Um, but after 30 days, they can't apply anything until they pass that applicator step. So you know, um, and if ever branch you have, my license still oversees that branch, but you have to have a somebody who takes a branch manager's exam for each one, which is a lot more law, less about application because they've got to be certified, you know, applicator for two years. Uh, well, I think they changed that to one year, maybe still two. Um, but you have to, they have to have two years as a uh, uh, applicator before they're allowed to take the uh, branch manager's test. They've got to have two years as an applicator to take the LPCO test. Which is the branch manager's test is I think it's uh, 200 questions and uh, uh, 10 IDs. The uh, LPCO test, the best I remember, because I took this thing back in the early 2000s, uh, and I, they may have changed it. I'm not, I'm not even seen a, a certification test here since 1992 because they won't let you see them. And we have absolutely the worst core packs to study because. Everybody I've ever sent, our core packs that they offer on the website, they said, no, that's on it. You know, so I try to get them hands-on as much as I can. But the LPCO test, I think it's 500 written and 100, uh, either 100 or 150 IDs. So, and their specimens come, come around, like I think, from like 1960 or something because they're all crushed up and it's just pieces of bugs in there and you just got to kind of tell them what they are. Really? So, yeah, it's bad. Uh, I know uh, Col our former Ag Commissioner, James Comer, um, he really updated a lot of that. But like I said, once you're in all this, you're never allowed to see it again. You know, so I can't go look at a a blank test. So every time they change the test, I'm shooting at the blind and shooting in the dark at what to teach my guys to pass this test. So I just try to throw everything I can at them in the first 30 days. You know, we've got a pretty good bug collection. and Like ID these, you know, roaches is a big thing on the, our test. Uh, termites is a big thing. Um, uh, one of my guys that just took the test uh, a few months ago uh, talked about bed bugs being on it. My guys that took it last year, there was no bed bugs on it. Interesting. So, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. I just think Kentucky needs to step up their game, and we need a precise core pack as owners to know how to teach our employees of what they need to learn to, you know, to pass that certification exam. Yeah, see, so, I don't want, want guys, I mean, you know, I don't really need that. I mean, I want guys that will be able to go out there. What I do is I give them practical training, and I constantly train them, and then I, I let them figure it out for themselves. And then, you know, if I have to step in, I step in. But, you know, it's not, and sometimes the new guys will learn shit or figure shit out, and then they'll be able to teach me stuff. Like, I'm very open to that, you know. I never... Oh, I'm always willing to learn. Across, once you're not willing to learn, you're done. <laughs> right. I, I never come across as a prima donna. I'm always happy for them to teach me something, show me something. And when, I, when I'm in the field working, I'm in the field working, right? It's like, now I do get frustrated and have been frustrated based upon my personality. If I see stupid stuff, the problem is, is, 
even my wife, I interpret like people doing stupid things. So it comes across that way. But I would say anybody, you know, anybody wanting to get involved in this industry and go out on your own, I, w- I would really, I would really, I would really advise them to really consider it. What is what is they want to accomplish? <clears throat> you know, what's real, what's not real, and and to look for other avenues. And uh, this is not a bad avenue. However, there, you know, with the employee stuff, and again, maybe different parts of the country, people will feel that way. But I know here, even if you look on Facebook and you talk to different guys, you know, we're all having this, especially in the Northeast, it's a, it seems to be a little bit harder with the mentality mindset with the people that were looking to hire. It's just, and I don't know, I can only tell you that, those are the guys that seem to have more of the issues. I, I agree with you. I, I do agree. Um, I know some of them out in, the, out in the Northwest are having some trouble too, you know, um, you know, with hiring. I think it's, I think a lot of the hiring problems are all in the demographic you're in. Um, because I've always looked at it like this. People that really want a job usually already have it. Yep. You know, um, so what you got to do is you got to find somebody that's, I look for somebody that's got a family they really, really need to support with high morals, high ethics. Um, you know, that's, that's what I look for. Um, I run them through, I'll run them through a day of, I mean, just crazy, stupid stuff that either makes them or breaks them. Um, I mean, that's, that's just what I do. If they can make it through the first couple of days, we, we may have a shot with them, but I usually know within five minutes of, no, they can, they can fool you on an interview, but you show up late. If you're not 15 minutes early on me on day one, eager to go, then day two may not happen. Um, now I may be 15 minutes late. That's just me. I have that control. I'm the boss. You know, I I own it. So. I'll tell you a funny story. I, I brought in a guy. I mean, I went to go hire a guy, and this guy was a past Marine, you know, and he was out for about a year. And when I met him the first time, I had him come, and I interviewed a little bit. I told him what was inspector. He was a big dude. I mean, he was a big fat I think dude. I remember this story. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I don't understand how this dude was so big. I'm like, dude, you couldn't have been this way in the Marine Corps. It was impossible. And he's like, nah, I've been out for a year. <clears throat> so, like, the first day he works, and I told him he's got to be on time. He's got to allow for traffic. So my tech calls me up and says, Scott, where is this guy, you know? So he shows up, like, 15 minutes late, right? And uh, I don't remember the guy's name. So, anyway, I get him on the phone, and, you know, everything is like, yes, sir. You know, kind of militant. You know, yes, sir. You know, I apologize. It won't happen again. And, you know, I asked my guy, Steve, well, how do you do? He said, I kind of did all right. You know, he did all right, you know. And I I didn't expect a lot from him because it was the first time out. So this guy's name, yeah, his name was David. So I said, David, man, you know, this can't happen again, right? I understand. Blah, blah, blah. No, it won't happen again. So the next day, what do you think he is? 20 minutes late again. 20 minutes late. Time to go. And, yep, (laughs) and Steve said, I said, Steve, how do you do? He goes, well, he was kind of staring in space, and you know what I mean. I pay attention, so I call him. I said, David, man, it's not working out. You know what I mean? I'll, you know, come by in two days, and I'll, you know, give you your fifty bucks, whatever it is, and let's call it a day. You know what I mean? That was it. Time to go. And uh, you know, so people, a lot of times, people call me up or they come to me and they go, I, I always wanted to do pest control. And my first, my first question is why? You know, like really, like, like 
not understanding it. Like, why would you want to do pest control? Like, it's not glamorous or exciting. Why? But most people... Well, the biggest answer I get is say help people, and I know that's not right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, you want to make a living. That's the answer I look for in any interview. Hmm. I want to make a living. I want to make an above average living. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, you know, I, the ones that come to me that say, you know, I just want to make money, I'm like, yeah, you ain't making it here, you know, I don't know where you're making it, but you ain't making it here, you know. Right. So any, you anyway, know. you know, it, 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 I would say, though, if, if a new guy is going to start, you know, I would say that, you know, go after the residential market, you know, start to build your route, you know, and, and, and you know, get advice from people inside the business. Stay away. Absolutely. I don't. Don't talk to your mother or father. Don't talk to your girlfriend or boyfriend. Don't talk to your wife. You know, if you're but stay away from financial decision. advisors. They're going to set you unrealistic yes. goals. Yep. You know, they're going to tell you numbers you need to hit that is not possible a lot of times for you to hit. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Um, you know, and it's best to talk to people throughout the different parts of the country and understand different strategies of how to deal with certain pests, how to deal with certain type of people. You know, because a lot of people are transplants for somebody from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They're not all from your area. So you've got to understand that, the mentality and the demographics that they come from. So, you know, when when you're dealing with a customer, especially in sales, always ask them, where are you from? You know, um, try to get a little background from them. You know, just in general conversation. Don't put it out as a questionnaire. But just in general conversation, you know, while they're talking to you, just kind of, kind of fill out what, what they are, what they expect. Then when you sit down with them to close the deal, you set realistic expectations so they're not expecting a silver bullet on any pass. Because, you know, those silver bullet days are over. You know, they're, I mean, we used to have a lot of products that, that they would, yeah, they, they would just go in and you could do a bad job and the product would take care of you. Yeah, not that way anymore. Duris band was the best. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Dursban was great. Um, I come in right as Chlordane was going away. Um, Chlordane would, I mean, oh, Lord. <laughs> Chlordane, what what would happen if they brought that back now? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just all about, but, you know, my whole thing is when you're sitting down with that client, you set realistic expectations. That's so we're talking, we're talking about. We're not talking about clients. We're talking about employees. Well, yeah, but I'm fixing to have to break the call short on on my end. Um, yeah, so I'm too. just trying to give my my little uh, my little tidbit here. Um, you know, but ultimately, you got to decide whether you're going to be that one man guy, or you're going to, or or you want the growth. Um, you know, if you want to be the one man guy, you got to learn when to cap off where you're going, um, because if not, you'll become something bigger, you know, than, than what you want to be. Or if you want to be, you know, like me, P-Buggy, um, you know, we don't want to be the one-man guy. Um, it's just my choice. And, you know, I know a lot of people that's one man, that's a one-man operation, and they love it. Um, you know, it's just all what you're comfortable with doing. If you're, if you're comfortable, you know, in your demographic and you can live well, you know, Clearing seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. By all means, stay a one man show, but make sure you cap off your growth because once you start getting to to the point where you can't be at your customers on time and you're missing stops, then you've got issues. Because at that point you've got to hire somebody. So I mean, just 
you know, just, um, you know, really think it through of where you want to go with your business. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the same, the same goes on in wildlife. You know, you, you want to be, you may be in a helper or do you want to be a big company that's going to, you know, have multiple offices, have multiple crews, you know, it's, it, it all ties into the same perception of what are you comfortable with doing? Yep. So, and with that, you know, I've got to run. I've got 1% left on my phone, and I've got to go pick up my daughter. So um, feel free to call me, um, anybody that wants any advice, and I'm sure Scott feels the same way, um, you know, of where you're at, especially if you're new. Uh, you know, I'll give you anything that I can I can give you, um, you know, as far as advice goes. Uh, my number is 270 you know, don't hesitate to give me a call. I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people on the phone. Um, you know, I try to help any way I can. With that, y'all, good night. P-Buggy, be good. Kevin, have a good night. Will, I'll holler at you. Yeah, right, man. man. All right, good night. Yeah, and I'm going to say the same thing, you know. I mean, most of us have been around a long time, man. We've been – we're pretty giving, you know. I mean, we're not – we're not, we're not, you know, willing to hold stuff back, man. We're happy to share with you. So, but I would say that, you know, there's nothing wrong with going out there. Some guys, you know, some guys out there are, are doing their thing like Justin Hamilton. He told, I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but, you know, he's been doing his own thing for 20 years. He's very happy. He's a one-man show. He works hard, you know, and you got, you know, I think uh, Brent Tao is also another guy out there. He's a one-man show. He's been that way. He's very happy. You know, he, 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 if he gets tired, he just raises his prices. You know, he's the owner, so he operates in his own capacity. And, and there's, there's ups, ups, you know, I remember when I got hurt the first time and I didn't know it. You know, I was it was me and a, and a Mexican, and uh, I had no problem with him. I loved the guy. But, you know, there's only so much I could do with him. I couldn't send him in houses, even though he knew his stuff, because he had limitations on his vocabulary. And so, you know, I got I I didn't know it, but I was here. I was working, and I had this ginormous pain in my leg, and I didn't know if it was my sciatic nerve or what it was. And you know, it turned out that I went into the hospital. I was I had a throbbing pain for about three weeks in my leg, and turned out I had a blood clot, and I didn't even know what that was about or what that even was at the time. And then while I was on medication, a week later, I went in to go check myself. I was still working that way because being a one-man operation, you still got to service your accounts. You're expected to be places and make money. There was nobody to help me other than this guy. And again, if I didn't show up, he couldn't show up. And then a week later, I was in the hospital for like a week. And, uh, you know, then the business just, you know, it, it couldn't do anything, you know. But I remember being in the hospital and just taking calls from the hospital bed. And then, and then later on, I got hurt on the job several years ago. I think in 2011, uh, I got very badly hurt. Uh, an attic stairs broke on me, and and you know, if I didn't have a full-time technician in place that had enough experience with me, you know, that that you know, it would have been everything would have been gone. So you know, because I couldn't do anything, and then I had the operation. Then I was on physical therapy for a year, so I was still involved in the business, but not really the physical aspect of it. And so if I didn't have that, it would have been shot. So, you know, there, there's even now there's another guy right now who he hired his first employee and uh, he, you know, was excited and the guy was his superstar to find out three weeks later, the guy is not a superstar. And so, you know, he had no choice but to let him go. And now the guy, you know, is having a bad, 
he's having a bad toothache or a bad tooth problem. And, you know, he has to go to work every day because he's got nobody else working for him. So, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta look at all these things, you know, it's, it's just not going to be easy road, but it is going to be, you know, it can be a successful road, but you know, again, there's nothing wrong with being a one-man operation. I mean, I mean, most cases, most of the time, you're going to work for a company. If you work for some of the bigger companies, you know, you're lucky if you're going to make fifty thousand, forty-five thousand, you know, or so. But if you work for yourself and you can develop a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollar year route, which is really not that it's not that big of a route. It's a decent route. It'll keep you busy. But that'll still give you the freedom to do, and then you don't have the headaches, you don't have the same overheads. You know, you can successfully work out of your house. <clears throat> you know, you keep your overheads down. But just whatever it is, as I wrap up too, you know, as you're going to run your business, run it like a business. You know what I mean? Get a separate phone line. You know, realize you're in the service business. You know, don't, you know, you see it all the time, man. Guys are complaining, right? They give out their cell phone number to everybody because that's the number they operate on and then they get mad when people call them up at 10 10 30 at night well if you're not turning off your freaking cell phone and you're not setting any guidelines of course they're going to call you you can't be mad at them you know you're the one you know setting setting the guidelines and so you know we have i have several business numbers and i have my cell phone and you know people call me back on my cell phone i'm like listen do me a favor don't you know call me on the main number you know if i want to call you yes and i'm in the field i'll call you but you call me on the main number that's and i just have a guy you know yesterday i i I was in my office and i was working hard and i took a break to go get lunch and this guy bob and he's been a customer of mine for a long time right and you know he he calls me up on the cell phone he says oh you know i stepped out of the office so then i turned it over to the answering service right so, and I'm like, well, why are you leaving me two calls? I tell him, you know, it doesn't make sense. He goes, well, I hate calling you, you know, it's so impersonal. I says, ah, Bob, I don't really care. That's that's what you're going to call. I said, do I have a right to take a break where you're not calling me? I mean, you know, decide what number you're going to call me and call me, you know. And then he calmed down. He apologized, you know. And, uh, you know, so be it. I said, go call Terminex. See if they're going to be personal with you, you know. And, uh, you know, and that's the way it is. Listen, but you, you know, you got to decide what kind of business. Listen. The same way you got to decide what kind of marriage you're going to have, the same way you're going to decide, you know, how your kids are going to be is the same way you're going to decide what kind of business you're going to have, you know, and you got to position it that way, you know, and uh, and make sure you position it correctly and you stand by your uh, guns, so to speak, you know. So as I also, I, I used to recording this call. Yeah. All right. So do you have... Do you have any additional any 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 kind of wind down questions for me as we're winding down right now? I think not really. Uh, like I say, I I was just uh, curious on having you guys on just to kind of give some insight on uh, kind of where to go and and things like that. Uh, if you want to kind of give a shout out to your page there, tell a little yeah. bit about that. Go ahead, and we'll wind that down and uh, call yeah, it. I, I was. I would say that, you know, we got a lot of, like, guys like Soki, myself, other successful guys, guys who either started U.S. Pest Management or other guys, distributors on it, were, you know, uh, badass, you know, pest experts. And, uh, you know, you, we, we, we're, you can be found, but, you know, we, you know, you have to ask to request to join, and we only want people. And you could be somewhat new, but, you know, you have to have something on there to indicate that you are a pest control guy. And, and we do help each other, you know, and, and – you know, what's unique about my page is, in essence, I started is, is we are 
we are uh, uncensored in the fact that we do talk about bosses, we talk about employees, we do curse. You know, we we just you know we're not we're not a good old uh, Southern Christian group, so to speak. You know, and 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 really, if you you know, and 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 if you and if that's who you are, that's fine. It's just you ain't gonna you ain't gonna sit well with our page, you know. And we don't allow people to come on and complain. You know, and any times you want to, you know, you know, you can reach me. You know, you can you can first start off if you have any questions you want to come with me. You can always call me at seven three two seven 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 six eight five seven. My extension is one thirty five. That's my main number. So you know, if you don't get me directly, you leave me a, a message, and I will call you back. But I would encourage you to get on these different Facebook groups. Some are better than others. Get involved with the pest control groups. You know, some of these groups are very similar. Some of these groups have the same guys on there. There are several groups on there. Some will allow you to talk about things. Some won't. Some won't allow you to talk about any kind of politics. Some will. You know, in my room, you know, we, we talk about all these things because it has an effect. We're not really up, uh, we're not worried about upsetting, you know, the people that just stay in the background. You know what I mean? It's, you know, right. you're willing to voice your opinion. It's not a problem. You know, that's what life is about. And we and we help each other. I mean, you know, I got guys calling me. I'm calling guys. You know, again, you know, I did some guy. I mean, I met Soki real quick through one of the national pest controls. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, there's a lot of guys I never met. But I've been able to pick up the phone and call them as much as 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, and guys have been able to pick up the phone and call me. And some of these guys are, like, generating, like, 4 or $5 million, you know, a year. Some of these are big players. And you're like, you know, and I'm nowhere, nowhere, nowhere that size. I'm sitting there going, shit, you know. I mean, what a great, you know, great, what a great opportunity that they're allowing me, you know, to reach out to them. And the same thing is that, you know, if I have guys that are just starting out or, you know, maybe the half the size or a quarter size, to me, it's not a problem. You know I mean? It's all about helping each other. Because sometimes, you know, Sometimes it's it's listen, you know it's 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 sometimes it could be a rough freaking road out here, you know, between employees and between everything else you gotta face and uh, customers and so you need to be able to vent, you need to be able to you need to be able to ground yourself and you know that's why you you know you hook up with a good group of guys that you can do that with and right. uh, you know so you can find that either online or offline. I mean I haven't been able to find that honestly. I know that in the associations they offer it. I, but on on through Facebook and everything, I've been able to find that it's been great. So I appreciate you gentlemen bringing us on. Let us know if you want to do anything. Where, where is this call going to head from here? Are you going to like post this call, or what are you going oh, to yeah, do? Oh yeah, it's going to be shared through all the groups that we can. <laughs> cool. Yeah, are, we'll, are you, we'll, I'll, I'll throw it on your page there, Scott. Uh, yeah, so are you, are you, if anybody yeah, wants to go and listen to it, they can. Yeah, it's a it's a long winded call a little bit, but you know it, it'll you know if you get time and you drive around the car and you wanna you know get some education, absolutely. Are you guys a member of my room? I yeah. am. You guys, are, yeah, good. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Um, the only thing I do is bees uh, at the moment, but that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to have you have a couple yeah. of you folks on just for the simple fact to uh, not only enlighten me on which way to go, um, you know, and I am the one man band kind of guy that you spoke about, but um, you know, you have to watch uh, basically how you grow, uh, kind of like what Ken was talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't jump in at making fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 because that's only covering your, your household. When you're an um, employee, you have to cover his as well. So, you know, and yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to but build. You know, what, you, know what, you know what pisses me off about that? Because a lot of these fucking guys, well, excuse me, I shouldn't say, but... 
they don't see it that like here you are helping them and their family, right? Right. And they're not even helping themselves as an employee and helping their family, you know, and you're fighting for them and their family and they're doing everything they can to get themselves fired. I'm like, why? Like, why? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's very hard to explain uh, the millennium people or even some of the older guys that may have a hang up like, um, I don't know which one of you are talking about. He was on Oxycontin and, yep, me. Uh, you know, and and a lot of times you really don't know what these folks are really doing other than showing up for work for that paycheck. So, yep, you know, unless That's you right. do, do drug tests, like some of the yeah. animal guys, they do do drug tests on their, their guys, well, you know, like Ryan. Well, Hall. I do it. Yeah. Well, we do it now, too. I mean, everybody who comes through me has to do a drug test. And what I like to do is I like to interview them while I'm in my underwear to see their reaction. Well, you never know, you know what I mean? But yeah. then, but I, I, do, I do do drug tests. They have to take a drug test. And you know what's really funny? I'll, I'll interview them, and then I'll say, man, you know, you got to take a drug test. But then they'll say, okay, but then I'll never hear from them again, you know? Right. And I and I tell them, I sit down when I interview them, I say, listen, man, I'm going to find out everything you don't think I can find out. So if you're doing drugs, if you're doing weed, if you're doing anything, you should just tell me, right? Because I'm going to find it out. It don't make sense. And right. if they'll say, you know what, I do a little weed here and there, I'll say, look, I hope, I wish you don't do it. Don't do it when you're on the job. But you know what I mean? It's like, that's the way it works. You know, the same way as a guy, like I can't control a guy on a weekend. You know, you want to take off and you want to do whatever you want to do. That's your business. But, you know, you can't come to work and drive my vehicles if you're intoxicated or high. Or, and that's even in, in medication, you know. I mean, it says in medication, right, you cannot operate heavy machinery. Well, most people don't realize that a car or a truck or a service vehicle is heavy machinery, you know. Right. And uh, so, you know, we, like I said, we, we do that stuff. And, you know, again, it's, it's, for me, it's been a rocky road in that end. But, you know, it's also been very, very lucrative. But even when I was a one-man show, I'm telling you that things changed once I got hurt. But, you know, which, but when I was a one-man show, it wasn't, too, it wasn't too shabby. You know, it really wasn't. I mean, I, when I took off and I would take off, I would just leave a recording and saying, or leave with my service saying, we're close to this week. I would send out an email and saying, look, you know, we're not answering a call this week. We're off this week. You know, and you understand that you're going to lose some business. That's just part of the nature of the beast. You know, you can't have it all. You can't right. go away. And you can't take off going, shit, I'm losing all that business. No, if you have that mentality, then you can't take off. But if you turn around and say, ah, you know what? You win some, you lose some, and when I come back, I'll just make it up. That's the way it's going to work. Yeah. Well, my deal is uh, up here in the North Country, you know, we, we kind of what we would call get laid off. And I thought if I had some test uh, background that I could right. uh, extend my business through the winter months instead of uh, saving up, you know. So that's kind of right. where I was going with that. So. I got you. And I know it all takes all right. money. Money yep. and brain. Well, listen, yeah, but you know what? I've started several pest control businesses with not a lot of money and, and really built it up until, like, you know, several hundreds of thousands of dollars. And really, honestly, when I opened up this business, I mean, I, I, I spent all the money I had. It was incredible. This was like... 
when I opened up this business, you know, I, I already sold my first company and I was out and I came back in. It was a big story. But anyway, you know, I bought this beat up, broken down piece of crap truck that, you know, it, it, but it, it allowed me and I bought a, you know, I bought a tank from somebody, a 50, a hundred gallon tank. And, you know, really it was brutal, but you know what? Things change rather quickly. If you know what you're doing, you just go back and you do it, you know? Right. All right, John, man, listen, I'm tired. I appreciate the opportunity. Okay, Scott. To come appreciate on. you coming any... on. Yeah, no problem. You guys want to do whatever in the future and, you know, have a different topic or talk about marketing or, you know, anything like that, you know, happy to do it. Hopefully you guys were able to catch uh, my episode I had with Hal Coleman. I have to actually pull up that recording, and I have to put it on my page too. I just haven't had a chance to do that. Okay. Yeah, I did miss that right. myself, and I'd like to listen to it in my leisure. Yeah, a, you know, yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great recording. But I would encourage you to listen to me over and over and over again because I have the type of effect on people. Okay, thanks for coming yes. on, Scott. All right, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good night. Have a good evening. I got you. Bye.